right, welcome to episode eight of the Ruthless Regression Podcast. Mm. We're back again with a big episode of SmackDown. The Rock is back. The Undertaker is back after a a much-needed night off. The uh, previous Monday, uh, we got we got Rikishi in the house. We got Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Got a pretty big show. No but Jeff Hardy, I noticed. He's a raw guy. Uh, but take Taker's on both. Taker's the champ, so he's on both. Oh, okay. But first, how was your week? Um, it's been okay. I feel like I need my comforts. So I've got my pillow, I've got my footstool, I've got my two drinks, I've got my cliff bar. All I need now is a sleeping mask. Maybe I'll kind of just chill over here while we chat. I'm just in chill mode right now. That's a good space to be in, even though we're on the Ruthless Regression podcast. (laughs) We're not aggressive, we're regressive. we're, we're regressive. So. And passive. I, uh, how do you like these Kroger seltzer waters? I, I think I might like them better than LaCroix, which is a big, kind of a big deal. <laughs> They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe I would try the lemon before I make a decision. Okay. Well, some business. <laughs> we are on social media. If you want to watch the video version, if you're not already, we are on YouTube at Ruthless Regression. Uh, we're all, also on other platforms. We're on Instagram uh, and Threads. Oh, that's still going strong? Threads is still going. Okay. It's slowed down a little bit, but <laughs> it's still there. It's there to catch all. I don't know if you heard about the Twitter rebrand to X this week. So, um, yeah, Twitter might be losing some more folks. So they're not called Twitter anymore? They're not going to be. They're in they're in the process of changing everything over to just X. Okay. It's it's really dumb, but good for threads. Yeah. Anyway, we're at Ruthless Regression pretty much everywhere. Um still no mailbag. So if if you do want to send <laughs> us some questions and see our dog Wally, send us a question or whatever over to Ruthless Regression WWE at gmail.com yeah we'll get some one day one of these days we'll have a mailbag and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great day we won't have any for like a year and then maybe when we finally get a mail it'll be like undertaker messaging to tell us how amazing we are you think so you know you gotta put it out in the world and then maybe it'll come back to you we'll certainly see yeah hit us up undertaker yeah, maybe email's just not the the communication of the present of the youth. Well, hey, you can uh, you can DM us on Instagram. You could DM us on Threads if that's even possible. I don't know that it is yet. Yeah. Um. What whatever you're most comfortable with, you can yeah. send us a letter if you want, but you will not get our address. So. <laughs> that's one place if you, you can't find us. If, yes. <laughs> that's a no. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we've got um, we've got uh, SummerSlam in real time. Yeah. Modern SummerSlam 2023 coming up in about a week or two. So we'll definitely be watching that and covering that after it happens. Mm-hmm. 
So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I've kind of taken, I feel like I've taken a little bit of a step back from present day wrestling. I'm trying to tell myself that I'm doing it to like save it, save it up for SummerSlam. I don't know if that's really true or not, but. Yeah. I mean, I think the card is pretty much set at this point. It's more of just like building up to it. So I don't know that you're missing. I mean, I think it's been good. Uh, mostly on the raw side and and a little bit of SmackDown, but anyway, yeah, SummerSlam should be great. We're going to watch it and cover it until then. We have SmackDown that we're talking about today from July 11th, 2002. Mm-hmm. We were in, they were in Atlantic city, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. 7-Eleven. I forget what they called it. They gave it, I feel like Atlantic City was a bigger deal back then than it is now. You never really hear about it is nowadays. Is it the same thing as Ocean City or no? No. Atlantic no. City is like the Vegas of the East Coast, or at least it used to be. It's like the gambling, oh. the boardwalks, the kind of classic Jersey mm-hmm. stuff. <coughs> but mm-hmm. I feel like I don't hear about it much anymore. Yeah. But it's, they made it a big deal, so I don't know that they still do Atlantic City. But anyway, um, we open the show. We're told that The Rock is finally here, <laughs> uh, but we'll see him later. Yeah, we've had a very long buildup. We've got our first match. We've got Edge and Hulk Hogan, the tag team champions. Uh, this is actually a rematch from last week um, versus Billy and Chuck for the tag team championships. So I don't know how I feel about Edge and Hogan being partners, but I I mean, I guess it worked for the time, but they're very different styles wrestling wise and like physical style. Yeah, I was, yeah, I want to talk about a couple things with this match. And that was one of them is like his style clashes so much with like everyone else, even at this point, like he, he just, he's so old school. He's doing the leg drop. The big boots, um, you know, he's, the, he's doing the classics, the the greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, he's doing the Hulk up. Crowd, crowd is loving it, but when you put him in there with somebody like Edge, yeah, you do have a big contrast there. And I'm not fully sure whether that's a good thing or not yet. I I'm not feeling it. I mean, I know that I've tread that ground about. Uh, Hulk is just not my guy. I don't really understand, but the crowd loves it. He's been plucked right out of the eighties or, (laughs) you know, his time and put into this modern era. He really hasn't changed too much, but I mean, it works for him. Like you said, the crowd is super into it. Yeah. And I was thinking like, and I should have even brought this up last week, but the WWE at this point must have a good bit of faith and edge to put him with um, who at the time was like a very, one of the hottest wrestlers in mm-hmm. the WWE at the time. So mm-hmm. they must've really been trying to bolster sure. edge as the singles guy. Cause I, I don't know that you have been exposed to it as much, but edge kind of made his name with, with Christian mm-hmm. who is now part of the, at this point, part of the, Mm-hmm. Canadians, mm-hmm. Edge and Christian were a big tag team, really famous. 
lots of famous tag team matches with the Hardys and the Dudleys. Um, so now he's just kind of breaking out, just starting like his solo run. Okay. So it's interesting to see like them putting him with Hulk Hogan, maybe to like further boost his credibility. Had had Hogan taken like a break at all, or has he just been slamming since the beginning? Well, he he had the break to go to WCW, right? Oh, okay. so that's that's where he gotcha. He left the WWF at the time. Uh, went to WCW for many years. And came, eventually came back to WWE. What do you think is it about Hulk Hogan that like makes the crowd go crazy bananas? Is it the song? Is it? I feel like he doesn't have much of a personality. But it's. I mean, it's a lot of it's nostalgia. I mean, if you have no exposure to Hulk Hogan, then probably he's, he's not going to do it for you too much. But I think it's just the classics. Like I was mm. saying, the greatest hits. It's he does. Uh, it's a little bit of comfort because like he was doing this, he's been doing this for like decades at this point. Yeah. The leg drop, the big boot, it's simple, but it works And the Hulk up. I think he is really good at playing off the crowd too and like hyping them up. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm just looking at it retrospectively. It yeah. seems a little, I don't know, lackluster for me, but you know, I'm, I know I'm being hard on him. I know he's the top for a reason, but. Yeah, his little kick, which I thought was a super kick, but you said it's called a leg drop. Is that right? When he, um, when he just lifts his leg up? No, no, no. That's the big boot. Uh, okay. I believe that's what it's called. But <laughs> he doesn't really. He throws, he whips, does the Irish whip. He throws the guy Yeah. Uh, you know, into the ropes. They bounce back, and then he just basically lifts up his leg, Yeah. and they run into his boot. So it's not really like... I mean, he's not doing too much, I guess, but it works. It works yeah. for him. The crowd loves it. The crowd loves the hot Hogan tag after edges. Mm. Um, that's another wrestling term for when the guy in the ring is getting beat up and like everybody, you know, the crowd, there's right, this right, tension right. of like just tag, you know, tag in right. whoever it is. Um, so that, that the crowd was super into that. Uh, we finish with a combination of a spear by Edge and then a leg drop by Hulk. Yeah. They, they and they retain match. their championships. Edge is a good wrestler. I like his spear. Yeah, he's doing, uh, he's definitely got a different style. He does, um, I notice he does the execution a lot, which is um, kind of like, you know, a DDT where you mm -hmm. kind of got the guy's head under your arm mm -hmm. and you kind of, he kind of like um, pops them up and their body kind of goes straight and then he drives their head into the, into the mat. Mm. That's the execution. He does that a lot more. I feel like in this, uh, during this time period. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard and, of that. And the, the spear isn't like his, <clears throat> it's not on the level that it will get to. Right. Like it later on, he kind of hypes it up and it's this more of a spectacle at this point, it's a little more basic, but mm -hmm. he'll get there. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, The Undertaker and Cena backstage. Uh, Cena's doing his his weird character again where he's like, I just went, I just thanked Vince. Um, I just wanted to tell you how much it, it's an, talking to The Undertaker, um, how much, much of an honor it is to be able to fight with you tonight, which... 
Uh, our main event is going to be Taker and Cena versus Angle and Jericho later in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Undertaker is pissed off, of course, as he always is. Mm-hmm. Mostly at the Rock. They're currently in the in the um, parking garage waiting for the Rock, and that's kind of where we in that for now. I like seeing. I think even now, you can see John Cena's kind of like like the sparkle in his eye a little bit with his personality. It's not huge here, of course. I mean, he'll continue to grow and become a little bit more um, vibrant, but you can you can see it here a little bit. Yeah, I, I guess this. There's a couple of ways to think about it, but I still I don't like that he's still playing this like humble young rookie yeah. right now. Like it just doesn't. I just feel like that usually doesn't work. Sure. You got to go in there and take it and be, you know, go and take yours and, yeah. and don't worry about the respect stuff, at least not on, on screen. Um, so I still am not a fan of that, but okay. at the same time, like I was saying, like his, the character he gets famous for is all about hustle, loyalty, respect and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a big gap between those two and we'll see how that develops. Yeah. Well, you can, um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like when you see him interact and you see that sparkle in his eye, like it's there. He just, he'll come into it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it will take a while. It's not going to be a straight path for John Cena, but yeah. we will get there. I like that. Um, being in Atlantic city affords them the ability to go out on the beach with, uh, Tori and Molly Holly taking their little, a photo shoot trip out there. It's a nice change of scenery. They really, I'm loving that. Like there's so many locations lately. Like when they do their little split scenes, I feel like more modern day. It's like backstage, mostly backstage. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not really going out and doing a whole lot, which maybe that's like COVID related. Sometimes you make it to the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes and there's an ambulance that shows up or something, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting to see them out on a beach interacting. That's true. And we see that later with uh, Jamie. I don't know if that's this one, but with Jamie Noble. Yeah. They're yeah, like the, eating at the casino. At the, yeah, at the buffet mm-hmm. um, in the trailer last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is true. It's a good point. There's a lot more locations. Yeah. There you are. External. Probably pre-taped uh, photo. Yeah. Not photo, not just photo shoots, but actual segments. Whatever budget used to be for scenes is a lot lower nowadays. Yeah. For sure. Nowadays, it's very much they've gotten it. They've gotten it down to a science. They come to the city. They set everything up exactly like they set it up everywhere else, except for except for big events, the premium events. Yeah. Um, and they're not really. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's too personalized to where they're at. Yeah. Again, unless it's a, a premium event. Yeah. But yeah. Really, they're just kind of smack talking in this scene, right? Just Tori's in her bathing suit. Molly Holly's saying, oh, "You're not, you're not like me. You're not a pro. You're mm-hmm. kind of just like you're a silly little girl with your little bathing suit." And they set up a match for tonight. Yeah, and she continues her center spread right there we're back to the undertaker <coughs> still waiting in the garage <laughs> still he's waiting just waiting the <laughs> uh the officials are there now they're trying to stop him 
uh, limo pulls up. We're led to believe it's The Rock, but Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho get out. We're retreading the ground of the disputed finish from, I believe that was last last week. Um, Jericho calls him the Undertapper, and that's <laughs> that does it. That sends Undertaker mm-hmm. over the edge. We got a brawl. <laughs> That gets broken up, and Vince is just pissed at everybody. He's like, "Why?" He's talking talking to the officials like, "How could you let this happen? Like, like you gonna stop the Undertaker?" It's kind of I don't really like scenes where Vince is like talking a whole lot, <laughs> which I know might be like, "What are you talking about?" He's, but I, I don't know. It's he's like, extra slimy this it's episode. A little, it's like kind of cringy. You know, there's got to be, a, I think there's a word for when you can see people acting. Do you know what I'm saying? It is a character. I mean, that's kind of the way, I, I mean, I, I'm sure some of it is true to life more than we uh, would like it to be, but. Sure. I mean, every wrestler is a character that they're playing, yes. but it's believable in a lot of ways versus yes. Vince. I'm like, Ugh, it's a little cringe. Yes, we'll get back to Vince a little <laughs> we'll later. Get back to Vince. Uh, we've got the match we just set up: Tori versus Molly Holly, mm-hmm. Tori Wilson, um, championship match for the belts. Uh, what do you think? I remember it being very quick. Uh, I don't recall there being a whole lot that happened. I will say Tori did not look as bad, bad as Jackie Gata did on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. She has clearly been trained, at least. She knows some wrestling moves. Uh, <laughs> it may knows. have been a, a short and, and quick match, but you know, Molly was certainly uh, pulling plenty of her weight. Yeah. But Tori at least can lose decently and, <laughs> and knows some, right. knows some uh, wrestling moves. So I will give her that. The bar is very low at this point. Yeah. But no surprise that Molly Holly wins, of course. I yes. mean, I think it would be a little bit Interest- suspicious if she didn't. Interesting finish, too. The, um, if you remember, Molly went for what looked like a submission pin, mm. like locked her head up, I think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe locked her legs up and then like pinned her. Yeah. Um, the I think Taz, the announcer, called it an Indian death lock. Which I'd never heard of before. So, huh. yeah, look that one up. It's an interesting finish to an interesting match. But added a little bit of spice in there yeah. to a mostly bland wrestling match. Yeah, women's division is really, really struggling. Hanging on by a thread at this yeah. point. Yeah, Molly Holly and Trish are like carrying the weight yeah. for sure. Yep, and uh, <laughs> hopefully Lita will will be back soon-ish. She's the other, like, probably number two best women's wrestler uh, during this era, so we'll mm-hmm. hopefully get her back and do have some good Trish Lita feuds. Yeah. But first, we've got another Batista-Orton match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, of course, Devon with Batista, and this week Orton's got a new teammate again. The world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. This was a great match, really. Mm-hmm. Batista and Randy Orton are performers, like amazing, amazing moves. It feels, it feels classic, enjoyable, believable. It's a really good match. 
Yeah, you, you know, when I wouldn't have guessed that they were already as good uh, as they are, Batista and Orton. Yeah. Like, uh, the narrative in my mind, you know, having watched this a long time ago, forgotten about it, and just remembering the high points, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're pre-evolution here, which is the group they eventually join, and that kind of makes them famous. Um, but they're already very good in the ring at this point, I feel like. And it's kind of like what we said with Cena and really a lot of people in general. It, maybe it's a lot of people are good in the ring, but you're always looking for how, how you're going to get over, how you're going to make people care right. about you. Right. And that's kind of the, always the, like the last piece that falls into place. Yes. Yeah, if yeah, it ever yeah. does. I could definitely see that. I mean, of course I have, we have the privilege of being able to look back and be like, Oh, of course that's what they needed. But definitely. Yeah. Seeing Batista and Randy Orton wrestle and you're like, dang gone. They got some skill and they are like, they are really at the top as far as performance goes, but then like personality, name recognition, you know, the image isn't very clear. So I could see retroactively, I could see like, oh yeah, definitely. They needed to be like part of a group or something to like push them forward because they already have the skill. They just need a little bit more development personality wise. Yeah. And I, I have that, um, I noted that Randy, floats like a feather because mm. he does he's got so much verticality yes. on his uh, drop kicks um eventually that'll turn into to the rko of course mm-hmm. his signature move uh there's another moment where maybe devon i think threw him into the into the corner turnbuckle and he kind of flipped over and fell out of the ring but i swear it took him like 30 seconds <laughs> to get down there it's yeah. like he's, he's so light he moves and, very well and, and limber And Batista does too, which I think that's why it's even a little bit more impressive to me. Yeah. Just how tall Batista is, but Mm. he moves just like butter in the ring. I mean, he looks good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Batista's great too. Uh, Interesting dynamic this time because he's not the only monster in this match, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mark Henry's world's strongest man. We've, We've seen him before. Um, definitely not respected as much as probably he should be, uh, from a booking standpoint, but some good stuff from him. Uh, I I noted there was this crazy move where, uh, Mark Henry throws, I think Devon, uh, from the corner into a crossbody off the, off the top ropes from Orton. Yeah. And it just looked brutal. (laughs) Yeah. There was some really good moves in this match. Um, and a lot of times Mark Henry either like clotheslined them or like ran straight into yeah. them. And it was like hitting a brick wall. Like just, yes. There's no move. That guy is solid. Like Very impressive wrestling. Uh, this match, we had Batista with a huge slam on Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. Picked him up, slammed him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It, then again on Henry with Batista with the spine buster, his kind of finisher mm-hmm. at this point for the win. But yeah, I thought this was an awesome match. Uh, felt a little bit more modern to me. You know, we had some really interesting moves. Yes. Got the battle of the monsters. Really good stuff. Yeah. You can you can feel their their energy 
their their skill you can their their in-ring work is great which i mean i know we've just said that but yeah yeah and like from a story standpoint we know where it eventually goes but in the short term i have no idea like what they're going to do with these two they just they're putting them up against each other every week yeah um but you know they're watching like yeah we got to do something with these guys because they're great and I think it's clear the Batista Devon thing is not really interesting. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, up next, we got Edge and Hogan backstage mm-hmm. talking about going gambling tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge is just talking about how it's a dream come true, blah, blah, blah. Hogan starts talking some crap about The Rock and. Guess who shows up? Mm, big boy. The people's champ. The people's champ. Yep. Rock. The Rock is here. He's uh, invited Fresh. gambling. Apparently, they're going to have a great time gambling later on that night into the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> um, but he's got to take some care of some business first. He's going to go out into the ring. Mm-hmm. As soon as he gets out of the picture, Hogan starts talking crap again. Mm-hmm. And I feel... This is so on brand for Hogan, like in real life, because this is what he's like. His reputation has been tanked for because he like. Really? Yeah. Like in real life, he's. Oh. He's just like a He jerk puts or... people down publicly and privately. Oh. Like the, I mean, he's, he's been so political his whole career, of course, from an outsider's perspective, but mm. there's quite a few stories of like. Mm. Uh, you know, backstage, he was, you know, trying to keep other people down so he could get higher up. Oh. And there are public interviews of him, like, talking crap about, like, Mick Foley. And mm. he just, he's, just he's, not, not, he's not a great dude. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that this was funny because he was doing exactly that. <laughs> but just, um, like, on camera. <laughs> in character here. Huh. I'll, I'll have to, like pay closer attention to that. I I guess I just kind of seen it as regular old smack talking, but an exaggeration. I think that was the big part of uh-huh. like retelling a story that makes him look like the hero mm-hmm. or, or look better than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And then you start to hear other people's takes and you realize not anyway, really. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. uh, the rock comes out. Finally, we get, we get that. Uh, I, I, the event of the night. This might be, I was wanting your take on like, is this the goat entrance? The goat entrance? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Just the, you know, his music hits, the crowd goes wild. He's he's like talking in, in the song. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's probably one of the best. I, f- I feel like the best entrance themes have like that um that little cue for mm-hmm. when it starts like it doesn't go immediately into this in the song right. for the rock it's like can you smell oh mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um stone cold is the broken glass mm-hmm. you got edge with the you think you know me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like all the best entrances start like that yeah and the rocks might be the best and admittedly that's because I don't think you'll ever like the the hype for the Rock or Stone Cold. He's there too. When their music hits, I think you can't surpass that. 
I'll have to, I have, I've only been exposed to it this one time. So I'll sure. obviously need to pay closer attention, especially as we come up on vengeance. Yeah. This and, is the and, first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the crowd was hype, I guess. I don't know. I was a lot more intrigued by his mic skills and the whole time I was wondering, do you think, do you think he writes all that down or you think he just riffs like a hundred percent or what, what kind he of riffs a lot? I think, yeah. I mean, throughout the years, whether it's been in WWE or elsewhere, I feel like you can just tell like, um, that I've, I've just watched a lot of videos of, of him in and outside of the mm. WWE and the, there's no chance it's scripted. Like it's too loose. It's too flowing. I know. It's, it's very impressive. Yeah. He, um, he has charisma. Yes. For sure. Oh yeah. He's the most, probably the most charismatic wrestler of all time. Yeah. He's good. Seth Rollins is, I feel like in a similar vein, not, not up to that level, but a no. similar vein. Yeah, he's got a lot of charisma too. Different type. Yeah. The Rock, um, I, I wanted to also point out too, like we were talking last week about LA Knight mm-hmm. and how it's fun to root for him because he's got so much crowd participation. Mm-hmm. We also talked about how he was kind of a mixture of like The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. Well, this week we're seeing firsthand like how participatory The Rock's whole thing is. Like, oh, yeah. He's got so many catchphrases. Like, if you wrote them all down, it'd probably be like 20 or something. Yeah. It was a little hard for me as a a new viewer to follow along with like what... That's what I'm saying. Like, I was so distracted by... I'm like, has has he memorized this like monologue? Like, he's just kind of going and going and going and going. And I was like, whoa, my dude. That's the genius of it, too. You watch it the first time and you hear the crowd participating so like with all these different phrases and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, how do they remember all this? <laughs> right, right. It's like, well, he kind of builds all of his, his promos, like using the same building blocks sort of. Oh. So the crowd kind of knows it's a little bit of like a fill in the blank thing. I right, say right, right, right. this, you say that. Yeah. Um, crowd eats it up. Sure. I think that's part, such a big part of a good guy that's on the mic or girl is, knowing when to pause for the crowd because if you're just talking 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 it's like what what are you what's going on totally but on this other other end of the spectrum if you're just kind of saying a word and then there's like this awkward pause and the crowd's like is it a call and response or what yeah but you've you've got to be good you gotta hit it in the middle a a good promo i think is almost like a conversation with the crowd yes yeah almost yeah yeah yeah. and the rock just is probably the the goat at doing that yeah him and stone cold hopefully we'll see some we will see some stone cold eventually mm-hmm. he's his career is mostly over at this point but we'll we'll see him okay from time to time yeah the rock still got some more in the tank i believe sure um all right yeah so he kurt angle interrupts him we're expecting the undertaker but we get kurt um, they've got really great banter as well. Cause Kurt obviously is no slouch yeah. on the mic himself. <laughs> and we get some funny, funny lines about, uh, you know, the rock not recognizes, uh, not recognize him because uh-huh. he doesn't have hair anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, things of that. Uh, and we get Kurt, Kurt's challenging the rock next week for a one-on-one match, mm, uh, which the rock accepts. That'll be a good one. Which is pretty interesting. I feel like we wouldn't see that in modern 
modern times, like the uh, the week before the big match, we're already having these guys in a one on one. The Rock's probably like, I gotta, I gotta shake the dust off. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to get get loose and limber before the big premium event. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be that's the biggest challenge for a part timer, just knocking that rust off. Yeah. You see it with uh, Charlotte Flair nowadays, among mm-hmm. other people. Charlotte, sure. poor Charlotte. Uh, not nothing poor about her. She just yeah. she looks very rusty most of the time yeah. until she brings it. She finally gets warmed up for like the big yeah the big events. Well, when you take three, four, five I months know. off at a time, you gonna get rusty. <laughs> it's a challenge in itself. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, The Rock makes Kurt tap. We have a little brawl there. Undertaker finally comes out, gives them both a choke slam. Choke slam. Yeah. Then All we right. got out of nowhere, we got Rikishi and the Canadian squad, the anti American league. Yeah, we're continuing that little feud. <laughs> Still a really random pairing of Rikishi and the Canadian guys, but, you know, I guess that's the only two that weren't booked <laughs> for the night. So they're like, yeah, we'll stick them together. <laughs> we got Christian and Lance ringside uh, helping on commentary. Um, we got a little Enron shout out. This is like a year <laughs> or so after that, I guess. Uh-huh. thought that was funny. If you don't know Enron, go watch Maybe on Netflix. There's a good documentary about that. Um, Test uh, had an <laughs> Test tried to slam Rikishi and just barely pulled it off. Like he got him up and like <laughs> he started like falling backwards and he just like pivoted yeah, yeah. and slammed him. It was like it's so funny. I mean, to me he, when, he recovered when the little guy tries to pick up the big guy and seeing like. Are they going to get them off the ground? Sometimes no. And it's mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, well, you tried. And then sometimes they get you halfway and then it's like, bail, bail, bail. <laughs> like you can't. Yeah. And Tess ain't no little guy. He's big, but Rikishi makes him look. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big boy. <laughs> um, Got some really nasty Rikishi super kicks, which mm. he handed down to the Usos, his, his uh, offspring. And uh, Rikishi wins via a slam of some sort. It was very abrupt. I don't think we got, we didn't get a stink face. Um, this felt like a very quick wrap up. Yeah, it felt like a bit of a filler, I feel like, for the yeah. episode. Yeah, maybe like they just ran out of time here. Cause, yeah. Um, got a little. Because <laughs> The Rock took like. A lot of time. 10 yeah. minutes. They're like, dude, we just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. The rock just took up as much time as he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a little, the numbers of the Canadians beat up Rikishi and then Edge and Hogan came out to rescue. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we get a night. <laughs> yeah. We get you know the, what's coming. The cringiest scene ever that is basically workplace harassment is what it feels like. Um, you got Stacy in the office, Vince, maybe I eyeing her very suggestively. Oh, it's going to happen. It's Um, very clear. It's going to happen. It's very clear that they're about to make a pairing of some sort. Uh, when Mr. Jericho, uh, barges in (laughs) much to the disappointment of Vince, he, I would just love to know, like, how does this shake out? Like 
A, does Vince write this? Who writes this? This is weird on so many levels. Yeah. It's basically, I guess, suggesting that Vince is going to do something with Stacy. But how, did they talk about like the, was it for something? Were they trading or? No. They're trying to make it out like Stacy is attracted to Vince or? He is, he's an old rich guy. I mean, <sighs> I that's know. probably your story. But the real, the real reason this was a thing, the segment, which was also weird, um, they are replacing the Edge versus Jericho match at Vengeance with mm. Hogan and Edge versus two of the Canadians for the huh. tag team championships. Okay. So they're a little mix up. So there was like, I don't know. It just seems like they, they've made a mess of this. Yeah. They had inner, they, it seemed like they were going to do the edge Jericho thing. And then that maybe the edge Hogan thing came, came in mm. kind of last minute or something. I and, get, I mean, I'm, I could totally be wrong here. This could be totally incorrect. I get a vibe that Jericho is a little bit like I'm going to fight in the main match or I'm not going to fight at all. It's kind of, I get this vibe from him. I don't know why. Um, but that's what that makes me feel like. I feel like Jericho is like, no, no, I'm not doing that or whatever, which I don't know if he even has that power, but I, that's just the feeling that I get. I don't know. He seems a little, I don't know. I don't know a lot about his personality. Maybe I should research it. We'll get some more Jericho in a bit. We can dive a little deeper. I like that Vince was (laughs) called a horny genius. I'm like, oh yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Right, right. And then the the cringe train just keeps uh, chugging along the tracks. <laughs> no subtlety at all here. Just... <laughs> With um, Jamie Noble and Nydia in their uh, casino restaurant with, what's the other wrestler's name? Tajiri. Tajiri. Some very suggestive um, positionings. There's some things going on between those three. Yeah. I think we can leave it at that. <laughs> it's a little it's a little cringe, but got some noodle noodle tricks. Yeah. With the spaghetti, but uh, there is like a there's a level there that feels sincere with Jamie Noble. I don't know if that's coming from him or in like he's trying to make the most out of it or if it's if creative is you know telling him to, but the part where he says, like, you know, I've always been poor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as I have this belt, we're going to be all right. You know, he sees it as an opportunity as like a way out of sure. poverty, which if, you know, this was maybe a more sincere take on the story, I could see that being like really um, compelling. Yeah, I think he's very likable. Yeah. And I really don't mind Nydia either. I love her fashion. Yeah. I think she's really cute. But yeah, it's a little unfortunate that they went that route with their characters. It's cringy. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's it's not it's not it. But I like uh, yeah, like I like everyone involved. I just don't. <laughs> Obviously, there's some tasteless, um, probably Vince hands on this storyline. Yeah. You you can just see it. Mm-hmm. Like we said last last time with the. The whole trailer thing. There's just some tasteless humor. They're trying here. so hard to make it a, a very. I get it. I mean, you're wanting to kind of make the you're wanting to expand the character beyond the ring in a way, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy that. But the direction that that's going, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it just 
feels like making fun of poor people. Yeah, it's it's tasteless for sure. And in, in, not in a fun way. Yeah. Um, we've not got, in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of which, we've got Noble, Jamie Noble and Tajiri versus The Hurricane and Billy Kidman. And spoiler alert, it was a, one of the best matches of the night, I thought. Mm, okay. What makes you say that? Uh, just some crazy moves. And all these guys, like, we were talking a bit about the cruiserweight division and how it's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we, we kind of have guys like this. And, and I want to talk about, like, maybe a, what what like a modern cruiserweight division might look like, mm-hmm. but there were just so many fun moves. I mean, everybody in this match is so capable of doing all these like crazy flips. Yeah. A lot um, of high flying on that one. Yeah. It's, it's just fun. I don't have much more to say about it than that. Just every time, uh, it seems like they do these, some combination of these four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just a really fun match. Yeah. I it, wish, it, go ahead. It just feels a little disjointed as far as um, there's a lot of storyline development about Tajiri and Jamie Noble, but the Hurricane and Billy Kidman seem like these two random guys that we don't have anywhere else to put them, so we'll yeah. just put them in this. But Which is why when they win, it's a little like, what? So I guess, did they win the Cruiserweight Championship belt? Or it was just that they just won the tag team match? Um, they just won the tag team match. No, this oh, okay. wasn't for any belts. Gotcha. Jamie okay. Noble is the cruiserweight champ, but that was not. Gotcha. Okay. Not up for grabs here. It felt, it felt a little odd. I'm, I'm sensing that they're getting ready to move somewhere with that story, um, by giving them that, that win there. So. Well, uh, I mean, jumping ahead a little bit when Rey Mysterio comes mm-hmm. in two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's gonna slide right into this division, okay. and he—I—I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets that belt very quickly. Okay, yeah, they're shaking things so up. So they, yeah, they're probably kind of biding their time a little bit. Um, he's gonna slide right. He's in. gonna slide right in. <laughs> this like, is go. gonna be his division for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. I—I—I uh, I, I like this match too because it—it it reminds me of modern wrestling it's more mm-hmm. like athletic and mm-hmm. flippy mm-hmm. um it's a lot of in and out of the ring i think of guys like ricochet that mm-hmm. would fit right in with, with these folks yeah um anyway it, it uh, makes for a good a good match it's an enjoyable match yes when you have a good cruiserweight division it's just a lot of fun yeah okay uh, we've got The Rock backstage. Uh, poor Mark Lloyd, the interviewer, really just gets it <laughs> this <laughs> this time. Um, but The Rock, basically, his point is he's not leaving yet. He's going to stick around for the main event. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit of a doozy, I felt like. We have Jericho and um, Angle. Mm-hmm. And then Taker and Cena. I paused because I almost thought I misspelled that, but maybe I didn't know Kurt Angle. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so Jericho and Angle and Taker and Cena, which um, is an interesting pairing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... I think you may disagree. I didn't really like this match. Um, 
And so I, I don't know why, <laughs> um, something about Jericho's moves. I think I even commented like as we were watching it, his handling felt very rough. I, yeah. There was a few times where he like, he, th- he kind of threw John Cena by taking <laughs> his head and pulling it under and I just, I mean, I'm no master of in-ring movement, but just watching like the other wrestlers' bodies and how Jericho was handling them, it yeah. seemed a bit not good. I don't know. Yeah. Did you, I don't know if you caught any of that. Definitely Jericho. I mean, yeah, you mentioned it, you know, I was definitely paying attention to that, but it, he did seem rough. It, it could could have been a little rookie hazing on, Maybe, on the rookie, but... but I mean, you also had what last week, I think. You, you had uh, Cena come in the locker room and smack him pretty hard. So you so think maybe he's, he's Was annoyed. that on script? I don't know. Or, yeah. or maybe it was and he thought it was too hard. Yeah. Or maybe we're just reading into it too much. But, uh, yeah. I mean, we had one, one move in particular where uh, Angle goes to whip Cena into the, into the corner. And mm-hmm. Jericho, I think, jumps off the top rope and drop kicks him. Yeah. And he's just like... The, yeah, I mean, it's pretty rough. Maybe, maybe we're not giving John Cena enough credit for like selling the moves. Maybe he's just really maybe. good at looking like he's getting his ass kicked. But well, he dem- Jericho demolished the ref as well. Yeah. There was a ref bump, knocked him clear out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know um, something about the way Jericho moves or like just is his aura. I'm just not. I'm not into it. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Jericho, but I will say, like, some of my favorite stuff that he did was more kind of previous to this. Mm. He was the, as he'll remind you many times, <laughs> he was the first undisputed <laughs> WWE champion. What, is that, what does that mean? It's 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 the um, belt that The Undertaker currently has. Mm-hmm. So there, there used to be two different belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, one they brought over from WCW, I believe which was the big gold belt. Uh, then they had the WWE championship, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, they merged those two. They had like a tournament. Oh, I see. So he was just the first one to have that belt. Yeah. So Chris okay. Jericho pinned The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night to win the Undisputed Championship. And also he's got, I think, the best debut of any wrestler ever. Ooh. We'll have to watch it sometime. So there's this uh, Y two J, what it was called. Okay. And it was this time. It was this timer that was counting down every week. Uh, okay. And then it counts down to zero while the rocks in the ring. Okay. And then Jericho comes out and they they have a little banter back and forth. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really good stuff. Huh. We'll have to watch it sometime since that comes before what we're covering here, but yeah, I don't know. I'm <clears throat> kind of like Grayson Waller present day. I'm out. I don't know. Um, he's not selling me on anything. Personality moves in ring, um, attitude, uh, on the mic backstage. I just don't really like him. We, you do, you didn't mention you really liked his ponytail, though. <laughs> I don't though. know if I said his really red, liked. <laughs> his red-dipped ponytail. I think I wondered if perhaps he had dyed it with Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really sad if he 
at this point in his life dyed it with Kool-Aid. Hey, it's, it's effective. It works. I guess so. I mean, it was a different time. Yeah. We can't judge him too harshly. Yeah. I I hope that I get to see more of his skill, like in the ring and, you know, during matches. It's a, I obviously hope to see things that <laughs> look better, but I was not a fan of that match. I thought Cena yeah. did well. Yeah. Taker did well. Mm-hmm. Angle is always fun, yes. um, whether he's winning or losing. He's always fun to watch. But I don't know. Jericho is just kind of a little bit of a sore thumb in that one for me. Okay. Yeah. We'll see more Jericho, uh, especially like in a, in a one-on-one environment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, finish to this match, Cena rolls up Jericho for the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just chaos ensues. Everybody's <laughs> beating up everybody. The Rock yeah. comes down and joins in as mm-hmm. as expected, um, and he finishes with a rock bottom on Angle, so he gets the last laugh mm-hmm. and um, sets us up for next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a good episode. It wasn't too light. Um, I think surprisingly enough, for me, the big ma- you know the um, what would you call it the. Um, what do you call the big match of the night? The, the main event. Main event, yeah. I thought there was another name, like something match, title. Well, it's not a title match because they're not going for a title, I guess. That's but. the main event. <clears throat> okay, well, for me in this episode, I actually thought it started out strong. Mm-hmm. It peaked with Batista and Randy Orton, and then it kind of went down yeah. a little bit for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I really, I like, I thought there were a lot of good matches, and I really enjoyed the cruiserweight match. Yeah, I'll agree. I mean, there there was some even some good stuff in the main event too. I wouldn't say it was the match of the night. Um, actually, we should start doing match of the night. What what was your match of the night? Your favorite? Yeah, um, Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah, that was I, good. I I never <laughs> prior to going back and watching Ruthless Aggression. I didn't think I was a Randy Orton fan at all. I kind of knew of his name. I kind of knew, you know, more like present day or more recent Randy Orton. But, um, and I was always like, yeah, yeah, he's okay. And he does these, whatever. But going back and seeing him as young Randy Orton, especially when we pair with Batista, it's like, that is to me what I love about wrestling. Yeah. I think that dynamic is great. Yeah, totally. It was a great match. It had some good dynamics. Uh, lot, lots of athleticism. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, just to be a bit different, I, I would probably agree with you, but I would say the cruiserweight mm-hmm. match was really great too. Yeah. It, it was good. I think it, there were really good moves, really good skill. Chemistry to me was lacking a little bit with that, but mm. still good skills, still good yeah. fighters. I mean, if they keep fighting each other, they're going to build up that chemistry. Sure, sure. Which seems to happen a lot with like this cruiserweight sort of division. You, you would almost in the modern day, that's kind of turned into just the tag team division, which yeah. is kind of what this feels like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so they just kind of fight the same people every week and eventually yep. they're going to build up yep, yep, yep. Some, some really good chemistry. Yeah. But I would say that's probably my match of the night. Yeah. It's, I, I thought it was a good overall show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. More than Raw, I think, of this week. Mm, what would you rate it? Zero out of 10. Out of 10? Mm-hmm. Um, this was a solid seven. Mm-hmm. There's a few more tiers you could hit. I'm going to go six out of 10. 
Okay. Yeah. Whereas Raw, I think, was like five. Mm-mm. Maybe. Let me have a little quick refresh. Let me, let me have a quick refresh. Just from my recollection, that one was... That was the one where Undertaker took off mm. and they had like the Dudleys and Jeff Hardy yeah, yeah, and the yeah. NWO and Booker mm. T and Goldust and that's it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. They're, I agree they're with light. you on that one. I yeah. We'll start doing ratings maybe. I think, yeah. I think we're due for like an eight out of 10 raw. So I'm really hopeful for this next episode. We are one or two. I think we may just be one week out from Vengeance. Yeah. So two more episodes. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. We're, we've really, yeah. it's fun now. We're, we're building up <laughs> modern day pay-per-views and <laughs> past pay-per-views. And I don't fully remember how, how either one, I mean, obviously not the new ones, but the like Vengeance, I don't fully remember how it ended. So yeah. it's, it's going to be fun to, to watch that here in a couple of weeks. There's some good momentum going. I think there's a little bit of a lull, personally. I mean, they're they're fine. Obviously, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I might give the last one maybe a 4 or 5 out of 10, um, which happens right before a premium match. I think there's just a little bit of a lull, and then they'll whoosh, pick back up really quickly. Yep. Um, Next so. week will be our um, our take-home, yeah. what do they call it? Go-home shows okay. right, right before the pay-per-view. So. Okay. Yeah. Usually those can be pretty good just because yeah. it's like want to leave on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to – I have a high hopes for these next few episodes, but I feel like it's mirroring life a little bit. I, I've been in a little bit of a lull with wrestling, at least present day. Yeah. Um, but like I said, just trying to take a little bit of a step back before the premium SummerSlam. There's just, a lot of wrestling on every week, so I, I, I can't blame you. And especially SmackDown is in, in modern day – is pretty weak. Yeah, I'm. I'm but trying. Raw was really good last night. Not to go super in depth there, but yeah. Raw, Raw was good. It's always good. It's a little it's, long. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, we're just uh, head, heading toward SummerSlam. Yeah, it's exciting. There's there'll be a lot of good matches. We'll have some popcorn, some drinks, and mm-hmm. we'll sit on our couch and watch it. <laughs> a little bonus content here. Um, we, after we watched SmackDown, we watched a couple of uh, old wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling matches. Yeah. With uh, Kurt Angle, we watched him. We watched his, uh, or at least the end of his match to win the Olympic medal. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Brock Lesnar win, I believe, the NCAA championship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in college. What do you think of those? Getting to see some amateur wrestling. Um, interesting. Certainly anticlimactic. Yeah, uh, when, not quite as exciting. When compared to entertaining wrestling. Um, I think I could see like four people like Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle who have that skill, but they can't, you know, you're bound by the rules yeah. <laughs> of the profession um, in a way of professional wrestling. Um, I could certainly see that desire to want to like break out and just beat the just crap out of somebody. pick him up and just slam him. Yeah. And, yeah. But instead you got to hold a headlock for 30 seconds, you know. You could see the raw power with, yeah. with Brock for Definitely. sure. But yeah, I, I feel like amateur wrestling doesn't do itself any favors. Yeah. It's just not really, 
I'm sure it's fun. And like those skills we've talked about before, I feel like those skills translate so well to professional wrestling, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, it's, they're totally different in a lot of ways. I feel like those skills are interchangeable. So yeah, it was interesting, but yeah, that's not, I'm, I'm definitely more of a pro wrestling guy. Sure. It's more entertaining. I'm looking forward to this next Raw. Yeah. I'm feeling a little mellow today. So mm-hmm. I think this next Raw, I'm going to pipe back up. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll be back in a week or two, give or take, uh, with our next episode of Covering Raw. Mm-hmm. And probably, depending on when that falls, SummerSlam. So thanks for tuning in to episode eight. We'll be back. Catch you next time. See ya.